Now, once again, with today's Carolina Newsmakers, here's Don Curtis. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. Our guest this week, the President Pro Tem of the North Carolina Senate, Bill Berger, uh, who represents the 30th Senate District and has been in the Senate now for 22 years and 12 years as its leader. Uh, before we get to talking about the education system, uh, I, on a personal level, who are your heroes? Who, who are the people that you admire most and may, perhaps made uh, uh, had an influence on your life? So I've, I've always been a history buff uh, and uh, a political uh, buff. So um, a, a lot of the folks that, uh, that I uh, read about uh, and, uh, and admire uh, are historical figures. Uh, and, and so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, Calvin Coolidge as a president, uh, I, I thought uh, and think, uh, was from a philosophical standpoint. Uh, in in a very good place and uh, was uh, you know he's known as silent uh, silent cal uh, he uh, was a person of few words uh, but uh, but he uh, set a course and uh, and adhered to the course uh, uh, unless of course uh, circumstances or or facts uh, would cause him to to change his mind also have uh, uh, you know I, I think anyone uh, in uh, in this country has got to be an admirer of uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, but uh, one of the historical figures that, at least in the South, uh, was was not necessarily well thought of, uh, that uh, I, I, the more I've read, the more uh, highly I think of him is uh, U.S. Grant and uh, his, uh, his contributions to uh, the continuity of this nation uh, go well beyond uh, his uh, his service uh, in the uh, in the Civil War, uh, and uh, particularly uh, the the election that occurred uh, uh, for his successor uh, in uh, 1876. You know that uh, we think we've had uh, a few years of uh, high controversy. Uh, about uh, the presidential office, uh, but uh, there was uh, a real question uh, as to whether or not uh, uh, our system was going to be able to select uh, a president, uh, and uh, and Grant uh, played a key role in uh, uh, brokering a uh, uh, an arrangement that uh, that uh, didn't uh, that kept us from uh, falling into uh, uh, either another. Uh, civil war or uh, some uh, period of uh, uh, of uh, real difficulty. You mentioned uh, Silent Cal Coolidge. One of my favorite stories about him was apparently at a party one time, a lady came up to him and said, Mr. President, I've been challenged. Someone said, I couldn't make you say more than two words. <laughs> and his response was, you lose. Right. <laughs> I've heard that story. <laughs> I think it's a great story. Well, let's talk about the education system in North Carolina and what you think uh, our future is and what we need maybe to do to improve it. We are recognized across the country for having a great uh, community, uh, community college system. And also, the UNC system is very highly ranked. K through 12, of course, affects almost everyone. So sort of take those three different areas and give us your views and opinions on 
uh, where they stand and what we perhaps need to do to improve them and make them even better. Sure. Uh, so I'll start with the university system. Uh, we have in North Carolina uh, the finest uh, system uh, of higher education in the nation. Uh, a lot of that uh, owes uh, we owe to the foresight uh, that uh, that folks had uh, years ago, where uh, they placed in our constitution uh, a uh, a mandate that. Uh, the citizens of North Carolina uh, be provided with the opportunity uh, of, uh, of a college uh, education as free as practicable. Um, and I don't know that there's a, a provision like that in any other state constitution. And people of North Carolina have uh, for a long time been uh, willing uh, with their tax dollars uh, to support uh, higher education and uh, the system that we have, uh, the various campuses uh, provide the opportunity uh, for uh, citizens all across this uh, this state to uh, to to get uh, a college education, and um, we, uh, you know, no, nothing is perfect uh, in uh, in this world, uh, but uh, our our system is uh, is is as good as any out there, and I would say better. Um, the the research that's done at uh, at many of our campuses, uh, the um, uh, education that uh, our citizens uh, have the opportunity to uh, to, to receive uh, is uh, second to none. Our community college uh, uh, system uh, uh, places for improvement uh, in our universities. Uh, obviously, uh, tuition continues to be a uh, a real challenge for folks. Uh, we've taken steps to uh, try to curtail. Uh, increases uh, in tuition. I don't believe there have been uh, real increases uh, in uh, tuition at our university campuses for a while. Uh, we also have uh, now four campuses uh, where in-state students uh, can uh, go uh, with uh, a tuition of $500 uh, per semester, which is uh, uh, less than uh, I would say anywhere else in the country. Uh, those uh, campuses are Elizabeth City State, uh, UNC Pembroke, Fayetteville State, and Western Carolina. So they're uh, spaced around the state uh, uh, so that the opportunity exists uh, for uh, citizens all over uh, North Carolina. Uh, uh, You've mentioned that our community colleges, we uh, have uh, more than 50 campuses uh, of uh, our community college system. Uh, they provide uh, local uh, opportunities for folks uh, in terms of job training, uh, and uh, but also uh, provide opportunities for folks to get their first two years of a traditional college education uh, before transferring to a four-year institution. Um, uh, our K-12 system is one that uh, that, that we've we, we've had some struggles with, quite frankly, uh, as far as student outcomes, particularly in uh, what is, uh, in my view. Uh, the most uh, important skill for uh, students to have, and that is the ability to read. Uh, we, uh, we continue to uh, have uh, way too many uh, kids who uh, are not reading at grade level uh, by the time they finish the third grade, and that impairs uh, their ability to uh, get the uh, most out of the educational opportunities that are, uh, that are there. We've uh, taken uh, some uh, I would say substantial steps 
uh, to uh, try to change uh, and improve those outcomes. Uh, we have passed um, uh, uh, what uh, we have denominated the Excellent Public Schools Act, uh, which includes a, uh, an initiative that uh, has been uh, denominated Read to Achieve that focuses on uh, outcomes uh, for kids uh, in the early grades uh, of uh, elementary school and has as its goal uh, improving the outcomes uh, in terms of the number of kids that can read at grade level uh, by, time, by the time they finish third grade. We, over the past couple of years, have uh, approved uh, some significant uh, modifications to that program uh, where uh, we uh, have uh, adopted what's been uh, referred to in professional education circles as the science of reading, uh, which is uh, a, a reading uh, initiative that uh, in, uh, it focuses on phonics uh, and focuses on individualized instruction for, uh, for students. So uh, while uh, I, I, I think everyone would acknowledge that we've got to do a better job in our K-12 system, uh, I think uh, we have uh, seen uh, the, uh, the beginnings of uh, what will be great improvement. Beyond that, we have um, created uh, a, a fairly strong uh, group of charter public schools, which, uh, which are public schools, uh, but which are uh, educational opportunities where parents uh, are more involved in the decision uh, as to where their kids go to school uh, and uh, have, uh, have options uh, in terms of uh, the um, K-12 uh, educational uh, opportunities that are out there. Uh, we've also created something that uh, uh, is called the Opportunity Scholarship Program uh, for uh, as long as uh, parents uh, have been around, uh, <coughs> parents of means uh, have had the financial wherewithal uh, to, uh, to select uh, a private school option for their children. Uh, when the traditional public schools uh, don't meet uh, their child's uh, needs uh, or uh, they see that a child is not uh, 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 progressing uh, in uh, a traditional public school setting. Uh, the Opportunity Scholarship Program actually provides low-income uh, individuals uh, with uh, the option of uh, selecting a scholarship that they can then apply towards the tuition at, uh, at a private uh, school. Uh, the amount is uh, generally less <clears throat> than most private schools charge, but it does give uh, those lower income individuals uh, the opportunity to uh, have more of a say in, uh, in directing their child's education. Uh, so there's, there's a, you know, education is about 60% uh, of the state budget. Uh, uh, divided up amongst uh, the uh, the various levels, whether it's higher education, um, community college, or K twelve, and uh, it um, the fact that that it is that much of our state budget uh, just reflects the commitment that the people of the state of North Carolina have uh, to uh, providing educational opportunity for uh, everyone in the state. Well, North Carolinians have always been known for their desire to see their children do better than they did. And uh, so they've always put a lot of emphasis on education. It seems to me, the more I look at uh, public schools, the better public schools always are the schools where they have good principals and good teachers. 
So how are we going to continue to fill that uh, that uh, funnel with great principals and great teachers? Yeah, so uh, over the past several years, we have uh, modified the uh, principal pay uh, program to create more of an incentive structure uh, that uh, the principals that uh, have schools that uh, tend to um, uh, improve outcomes for, for students over the course of, uh, of a year uh, have the opportunity to earn additional money uh, in connection with uh, as far as teachers are concerned. Uh, obviously, we've, uh, we've, we've seen uh, increases in uh, the base pay uh, for teachers across the state. Uh, I think when, uh, when you factor in uh, the, uh, the base pay uh, plus uh, any local supplement plus a state provided supplement to uh, low-income counties, uh, the starting pay for teachers in North Carolina is in excess of $40,000 uh, at the very beginning, uh, and uh, it steps up uh, from there. Uh, we have, uh, in every year, increased the uh, budget for uh, K-12, the K-12 system, uh, and uh, within uh, the pay structure uh, in the K-12 system, uh, there are uh, certain uh, at certain grade levels, opportunities uh, for teachers to uh, earn additional money uh, depending on outcomes that uh, that uh, their students uh, uh, have been able to achieve and uh, the growth that uh, particularly in in connection with reading uh, that takes place. And of course, uh, on the college level, research. Of course, you got about thirty seconds uh, to answer this question, but research is so important. Uh, no question. Uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the things that we've done uh, recently uh, is we've created uh, in our university system something called the North Carolina Policy Collaboratory, uh, which is uh, sort of a clearinghouse uh, for uh, applying the uh, knowledge power that we have in our university system to practical problems that exist. Uh, within the state. And so uh, that the policy collaboratory is funded, uh, provides grants to uh, researchers and others uh, to try to apply solutions to problems that exist. We'll have one final segment with our special guest, Senator Phil Berger, and we'll do that right after we take time out for these messages. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. 
Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Carolina Newsmakers continues, and once again, here's Don Curtis. We're back on Carolina Newsmakers with our very special guest, Senator Bill Berger, who is now in his 12th year of leading the state Senate as its president pro temp. And uh, before that, he was the minority leader for eight years. And then, of course, he, as I said earlier, he went into service in the state Senate 22 years ago. So amazing how fast time flies, I guess. I have a friend who said that life is like a roll of toilet paper. The closer you get to the end, the faster it seems to go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me. Well, uh, we we have touched on a lot of things, but one of the things we haven't touched on, and uh, it is of interest to everyone because as North Carolina grows, especially the Crescent area running from Raleigh through uh, Greensboro and Salisbury and and all the way to Charlotte, is transportation. Because as you get on the roads, there are more and more people out. Uh, Transportation, an ongoing concern. Where are we heading in transportation? Where's the money going to come from? Yeah, so um, uh, a little um, broad outline as far as where North Carolina is um, uh, in connection with transportation. Uh, North Carolina is a unique state uh, in terms of our um, highways uh, because uh, in North Carolina, and this dates back to the the Depression, um, North Carolina as a state basically maintains all Uh, of the uh, road system uh, in North Carolina that's outside of municipal boundaries. Uh, And of course, we, the state provides some funding to help uh, with the road system within municipal boundaries. Uh, Because of that, uh, North Carolina actually has more road miles uh, under state maintenance than any state in the nation, except maybe Texas. And I think we go back and forth from time to time with, uh, with Texas. Um, the big um, uh, thing there, uh, as far as um, taxpayers are concerned, is that obviously we spend more money at the state level on transportation, but we don't have county roads. And so county taxpayers are not burdened with the direct responsibility of maintaining roads within a county. And uh, what you can see is uh, if you go on a back road in North Carolina, uh, you're you're going to find a much much better road uh, than uh, if you go into any of our neighboring states. Uh, I, uh, I challenge anybody to go from uh, a rural road in North Carolina <clears throat> and then go into Virginia, uh, and or a rural road in North Carolina and then go go into South Carolina. Uh, North Carolina has a much much better road system now. Uh, that creates some real challenges for us because most of our transportation budget is funded uh, by a combination of the gas tax uh, and what's called the highway use tax. Uh, The highway use tax is basically the sales tax that you pay uh, when you purchase an automobile or when you title an automobile. Uh, We also get some federal dollars, but uh, those are the main sources of revenue. And uh, the the gas tax is a declining uh, source. Um, We've seen uh, vehicles uh, more fuel efficient, uh, so people buy less gasoline, uh, but we've also seen the advent of electric and hybrid vehicles uh, where gasoline is either uh, minimally used or not used at all. 
<clears throat> so one of the challenges that we've got is uh, trying to find a substitute uh, for uh, for the uh, for the gas tax. And we've made some uh, changes. Uh, we've dedicated some of the statewide sales tax collections to transportation to uh, to help address that. Uh, but it's a uh, uh, it's a challenge that has been there for a long time uh, and uh, is going to take uh, uh, some time before we come up with uh, with with a real solution there. A lot of states, and uh, especially in the in the more metropolitan areas, have turned to light rail or rail. Uh, that model doesn't seem to fit North Carolina very well, at least from my perspective. What are what are your views on rail as a possible solution? Um, I, I think some um, uh, rail uh, might be uh, appropriate in some places, but you know, North Carolina is uh, the second most rural state in the nation, and uh, our population is just not concentrated to the levels. Uh, where rail uh, uh, would uh, would one help solve some of the problems, but uh, two uh, is economically feasible. Uh, there uh, there are some uh, opportunities. You know, Charlotte has uh, has a uh, a rail system, a commuter rail system within the city uh, that uh, seems to be working there. But uh, Charlotte is the exception as opposed to the rule uh, for North Carolina as a whole. I should have probably talked about this earlier when we were talking about economic needs of the state, but our business recruitment has been excellent in North Carolina, and, and uh, uh, a lot of the changes that you made in lowering the tax rates and uh, uh, in improving the situation with regulatory controls has aided and assisted in that. Uh, but North Carolina is a real choice of places uh, when uh, someone's looking to relocate or build a plant, employ people. North Carolina's high on the list these days, and that's a, a real tribute to what the General Assembly's doing. I, I think the policies <clears throat> that we've pursued and adopted over the past decade uh, have uh, uh, changed the perception of North Carolina in the uh, eyes and in the minds of, uh, of uh, business recruiters, uh, of uh, uh, corporations, where we are now uh, really a, a destination uh, it, and we're on the list whenever there's a business that's talking about growing uh, or moving. Uh, North Carolina is on the list. I mean, for uh, for years, um, uh, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, I mean, they were eating our lunch in economic development. Uh, and uh, you, you could see it in, you know, sort of the big things that were happening, the BMWs uh, in South Carolina, the Boeings in South Carolina. Uh, the Mercedes uh, in, uh, in in Alabama. Uh, that's not the case anymore. We we are not just on the list uh, of uh, these business recruiters and these co corporations. Uh, we are uh, finalists and actually winning some of those things. Uh, uh, Witness the uh, the Toyota announcement, the Apple announcement, <clears throat> and dozens of others. Another area that we haven't touched on is tourism. It's always been an important part of the economy, but seems to be getting even more important these days. Anything uh, that you would like to add to uh, the list of things that you're hoping to accomplish in the area of tourism? 
<clears throat> so I, I think our transportation uh, infrastructure is critically important to uh, the viability of North Carolina as a tourist destination. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, uh, you, you saw uh, a lot of our tourism-related businesses really suffer uh, through what was happening uh, with, uh, with the COVID uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, and uh, many of them are now starting to get back on their feet. Uh, North Carolina uh, offers a wealth of opportunities for folks who uh, want to visit, whether uh, it's in the mountains uh, or, or on our coast or, or in our Piedmont, uh, whether it's historical sites or uh, recreational opportunities. Our rivers uh, offer a great uh, variety for, uh, for individuals. Uh, and so North Carolina really is, uh, we do have kind of the best of all worlds uh, as far as uh, tourism is concerned. That's one of the reasons that so many people want to live here as well. Well, North Carolina is a very popular place right now. And uh, of course, you and I and thousands of, of actually millions of other North Carolinians look at it as the place to live. And so we're real proud of it. So uh, you seem enthusiastic about your job and your work. Uh, what keeps you going? What what uh, What is the reason that you want to continue to serve the citizens of North Carolina? You know, I tell folks that um, serving in the Senate, uh, being uh, involved in leadership in the Senate uh, has provided me with um, uh, more opportunity. Uh, I've enjoyed it more than anything else I've done professionally. Uh, I, I continue every day to see uh, things that uh, we could do better. Uh, and I feel like uh, I still and, and have uh, an, uh, an ability and um, uh, in the position that I hold uh, an opportunity to, uh, to see that uh, those things uh, can be accomplished. Uh, and um, I have uh, I have three children that uh, live in the state of North Carolina. Uh, I have five grandchildren who all live in the state of North Carolina. <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I believe in that old adage that uh, you want to leave something uh, better than you found it. Uh, and uh, that uh, helps motivate me. And uh, I feel that uh, we've uh, been able to, uh, to to accomplish those kinds of things. You know, I'm looking over my notes of things I wanted to talk to you about, and I uh, skipped over one that's very important and very much on people's minds these days, and that's the area of public safety and, of course, crime control. Uh, th this is a topic right now that is of interest to everyone. So would you comment on that? Yeah, we, we've got to do uh, everything possible to support our law enforcement community. Uh, and, and that means uh, that um, uh, uh, recognizing those folks have a very difficult job. Uh, it's a job that, uh, that that people are called to. Uh, I, many of them don't do it for the salary because uh, many of them can make a lot more money doing something else. Uh, but uh, keeping uh, our communities safe uh, and making sure that we have safe communities uh, is one of the primary obligations uh, that uh, government has. It's one of the reasons that we have uh, have government. Uh, so uh, so supporting our law enforcement, making sure that they have the tools that they need uh, and that they uh, they have uh, the, uh, the 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 opportunities to uh, to to do what we need them to do is critically important. And I think the legislature, uh, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, 
uh, I, I believe that uh, the vast majority of folks in the legislature uh, are very supportive of that. And of course, that carries over to school safety because we're very concerned about our children being safe at school. Absolutely. Yes. Well, there's so many other things that uh, we'd like to talk to you about, and we hope that you can uh, come back and be with us again. Uh, we didn't get to talk too much about uh, uh, energy because that's uh, another concern that uh, everyone has. And of course, the the uh, environment is on top of everyone's list. There's a lot of things on top of the list. So you've got about 30 seconds to tell me what's on the very top of your list as far as what you're going to be doing in the next two days. Oh. The next two days. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm going to finish my Christmas shopping, uh, make sure that uh, I haven't uh, dropped the ball as far as that's concerned, and uh, uh, going to do the best that I can to help uh, help my wife, Pat, uh, get our house ready for, uh, for the visitors that we're going to have. Well, I think you've got your priorities absolutely right. Thank you so much, Senator Phil Berger, President Pro Tem of the North Carolina Senate. If you'd like to hear a repeat of this broadcast or share it with a friend, you can go online to carolinanewsmakers.com and either hear the entire broadcast or if you missed a segment, you can listen to that. Our program has been produced by Jason Cog, and he'll have another guest for us next week. Till next week, have a nice week, everybody. Carolina Newsmakers is a production of NCN and is heard each week on a network of North Carolina's leading radio stations. To hear a repeat of this broadcast, go to carolinanewsmakers.com. Carolina Newsmakers is produced by Jason Kong. Network engineer is Alan Sherrill. I'm Scott Fitzgerald inviting you to join us again next week, same time, for Carolina Newsmakers. Carolina Newsmakers.